Warning, this podcast is powered by Fujoshi Fields and Imagination. Fujojikas will not be responsible if you want to put all your ships under a mistletoe. On the first day of Yaoi, my true love gave to me a stalker staring at me. On the second day of Yaoi, my true love gave to me two braided whips and a stalker staring at me. On the third day of Yaoi, my true love gave to me three butt plugs, two braided whips, and a stalker staring at me. On the fourth day of Yaoi, my true love gave to me four naked boys, three butt plugs, two braided whips, and a stalker staring at me. On the fifth day of Yaoi, my true love gave to me five heaving thrusts, four naked boys, three butt plugs, two braided whips, and a stalker staring at me. Hey guys, happy holidays! I hope you like those that Christmas tune from suspicious person on the internet. Um, we have the link. <laughs> we have the link posted in the post. Below or before, but anyway, hi. Um, this is Kirsten, and welcome again to another episode of Pujojo Cast. Yay! Um, and in case you guys haven't heard, um, Pujojo Cast is an anime and manga Fujoshi podcast. Um, we talk about anime and manga at the end of the sentence. It should go first. What? Which one? Why does Fujoshi? E- why is Fujoshi at the end of the sentence? You should start off with Fujoshi anime and manga pa- podcast. Yeah, it is not because most of the time, I'm the only Fujoshi in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying my best to in- incorporate more Fujoshi in it. So anyway, but yeah, um, we're doing a. An interesting year-end special, most like most likely because I'm lazy to write um, a holiday post, <laughs> so, and it's easier to talk to friends, and it's more fun doing it this way. So for this podcast, we're actually doing um, a Fujoshi holiday guide. Um, yes. With me is um, Roch from MagneticRose.net. Yay! A, yeah. Um, and she's also going to be talking about um, something nice that will happen next year. Um, later on in the show, we also have Pirotes from Room 801. And she'll also tell us something nice about something that will happen next year. But for now, while December is still young, let's talk about um, our Fujoshi Holiday Guide. Um, what's the best gift to give? Oh, wait, I forgot. I forgot. I completely forgot because she only has three grams of a brain. With us is also um, Ebi Chu. <laughs> Hamster Sun. Hamster Sun is also there. Yeah. Um, I forgot. I completely forgot because she has three grams of a brain. You can miss her because she's like three centimeters tall and you can step on her. And she talks about Manko a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Um. Yeah. So anyway, going back, and now now that we have introduced everybody, let's go back to the Fujoshi 
gift guy, what would you give to a Fujoshi this Christmas season? Um, Roch, what would you like to get for Christmas? Uh, <laughs> Hot toys, right? Junior, but that's kind of impossible. <laughs> so let's start with something small first. Um, Hot toys. Not a small Robert Downey Jr. How dare you? Besides, he's already small. Shut it. Um, well, you know, let's start, start with something small. Uh, Hot well, toys. There's been a lot of development on the um, uh, uh, licensed downloadable manga front. Yeah. So instead yeah. of having to rely strictly on manga F dot X, I will not uh, mention that site by its entire name. Yeah, no, don't worry. We don't support that. Mm. You can just buy your best gal pal Fujoshi um, like a gift card to um, Amazon, or uh, or you buy her something from eBay, and then you buy or you buy her for something from Sublime, and then you just download the whole thing. So it's you know no fuss, no frills, um, just easy, happy BL for Christmas. Yeah, that sounds nice. I mean, nowadays people don't know that they can actually buy BL quite cheaply. And I know. Like yes, the, so the 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 pirated scanlation scene is so big that people tend to forget that yes, there are official avenues to get this licensed and legally. So I'm like, I'm actually surprised that you know, a lot more people get the pirated stuff than get the official stuff. Yes, considering that all they're almost um, the same these days, they're both easy to access. They're both cheap. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's just a culture thing. Here's an interesting thing, Roch. I know you have a tablet. Yes, and, yes. Um, an interesting development has happened in the Philippines. I heard that the Nuke is already open in the Philippines, and you can start purchasing books from Nuke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've started um, opening up a lot of um, uh, uh, ebook stores, uh, even here in Manila. So not just the Nuke, but also the Cobol. Was that? Yeah. I mean, the other one, the yeah, yeah, the other reader, yeah. the other reader that is not the Nook and not the Amazon Fire. Yeah. <laughs> but that one. Yeah. The interesting thing about Nook, particularly, is actually Nook has a really great repository of BL and Yaoi manga. Plus, ah. one of the things that I'll push for everyone is, guys, guilt pleasure. Um, the people behind in these words or for for, the, for fans of Joe Chen, they actually have their works um, available digitally in Nook. So news, yeah, that's great news. And so I think if you give this to your Fujoshi friend and you want to make you know a good impression, like you know, swing a Fujoshi girlfriend by the end of the year. Is probably the best gift that you can give them. If you can't give them hot toys or a Revel Tech of Shinji and Kaoru, that that might do. Hot toys are awesome. Put that on the list, number four. If you if you're not gonna get your girl like digital manga, get her hot toys. Get her like an Iron Man. Get her a Thor. Get her a Loki. Those are awesome because they. Yeah, I mean, I have one. I have, have one. Do you have and Captain America already? Have, no, no, I have I have an Iron Man 
it looks like Robert Downey Jr. Oh, I gotta have a tiny RDJ in my house. And even if you can afford it, get them in pairs. Get them like Cap, Tony, Thor, Loki. It's yeah. awesome. And you get like hours of endless fun with the both of them. And take pictures. Yeah, I think she makes pictures and posts it on Tumblr. <laughs> I know, right? That's what it's I do with be- my... That's like what I do with... Well, I don't post them yet, but I do have um, a Lego Thor and a Lego Loki. Oh, and, those are adorbs! Yes. And they're together five ever. <laughs> Just... As it should be. As it should be. Brother! Brother! Yeah. Um, that's what I would like. Um, although... My personal wish list. Yeah, it doesn't even that. have to be hot toys. It doesn't even have to be hot toys. You can get them like um, smaller lines, cheaper lines like Revoltex, uh, Figma. Wait, oh, there, there's an Iron Man Android. Uh, what else? What else? What, yeah, the like ones are pretty awesome. There's a Figma of. Um, is it a Revoltex or a Figma of the Evangelion ship, Kaoru and Shinji? I'm not sure. I think it's Re- no the, the the robots are via Rebel Tech. So if, if it's the humans, it's probably Figma. Okay. I have to look the serial number though. Yeah, because I remember that they released those as well, and I've seen Shinji in a wedding dress and all the jazz. Oh no 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 those those aren't Figma. Those are actually pretty huge as figures. They're called Ra, Real Action Heroes R A H. They're, yeah, they're yeah. from Medicom. They're from Medicom, and they came out with the entire Evangelion line. And the beauty of that is they have civilian outfits and plug suits. Oh, that's so in the sweet. same box. In the same box, it's pretty sweet, right? You just swap their heads. Um, uh, yeah, I think I've seen those photos around. There's an Evangelion cafe somewhere in Japan that's fan run, so it's not like licensed in anything. Um, the owner is a lady, and she's totally hundred percent Fujojo. So what she did was she dressed up her Shinji Ra and her Kaoru Ra in wedding outfits. Really, she's sweet. brilliant. She's brilliant. <laughs> I, I want to visit her cafe and say, you know, you, you're brilliant. You're amazing. You're like the best ever. Because uh, I would do that every day. I mean, when when you mentioned real action heroes, I remember that my snake, my solid, my solid snake, was a real action hero. That we got for like she was, she was. that was yeah, pretty awesome for like cheap ass five hundred pesos and and we he got actually him from we got him from the sale pile because nobody would want him yeah so sad but apparently he has an otacon you can there's an otacon out there's there there's an otacon there's an otacon out there and it is my mission <laughs> to, to find, find one otacon. for him yeah because I. Oh my god. Although I'm quite tempted now because I've been playing Metal Gear Peace Walker. And um, in Metal Gear Peace Walker, there's this guy there who assists um, Big Boss. His name is Kaz. He's also hot. And he's voiced by my boyfriend, Sugita Tomokazu. (laughs) And there's a scene wherein... um, Solid Snake is going around and the only camo that he's wearing is his swimsuit. And then Kaz is on a, he's in his codec and he goes like, you can't go on a mission wearing just that. 
Is that how it goes right now in this business? We're going naked? If that's the case, then I'm going naked. And then skip, skip, skip. And then later on, Kaz is like, there, fine. Are you happy? Now everybody in this mission is naked. <laughs> you know, sometimes I wonder what goes through the mind of... Um, God, what was his name? The guy Hideo who made Kojima. Metal Gear. Hideo Kojima. Yes, Kojima. Sometimes I wonder if he's like... Does he troll um, online forums where they, everybody seems to pair Otakon and Snake and he's like, huh, let's make a new one. It'll sell to the girls. You know and what? Then- All of these claims by these fangirls about um, Kojima being sexist because of all of his all of his girls wearing all of these skimpy outfits and all that what's not. I, I, I have to give Kojima some credit because He's really just playing on everybody. It's like I don't I don't give a fuck if you're if you think of my characters as hoes because they wear skimpy outfits because you know that's not you know his the point of his series is not to be politically correct to begin with because everything about the series is politically wrong. But in Peace Walker I'm surprised that he actually introduced a lesbian character and guess what's her name? What? Doctor Strange Love. Oh my god. It's terrible and awesome at the same time. It's terrible and awesome at the same time. And it's like it it doesn't Peace Walker is set in nineteen sixties or nineteen seventies. Um late nineteen seventies. Uh I don't I forgot which country, because you know, at at the time there's no country for for Snake and others, but it's an Argent it's at it's set in Colombia and all that jazz, so it has this very James Bond feel to it. And then your one of your villains is called Doctor Strange Love, so it's kind of cool. And she was in love with the boss. Ah, uh, well, I think the name Doctor Strange Love came from an old um, cult film, like uh, Doctor Strange Love: How I Learned to Love the Bomb. It was a movie about uh, the creation of the atomic bomb. Oh, seriously? So, yeah, yeah, it's a real film. So that's wow. where you got the name Strange Love. Yeah. But the thing, again, going back to Kojima and him pulling like um, references from all of these cult movies, these um, little known um, films, these um, even like really popular ones. Like, I mean, hello, he named one of his characters Otakon for crying out loud. <laughs> the thing with Kojima is um, he's an equal, op- uh, equal opportunity uh, sexist. Yeah. Like, okay, fine, all of the girls are in skimpy outfits, but at the same time, all the men are, like, running around naked. So mm-hmm. you can't actually say that he's sexist, because whatever he does to the girls, he does to the men as well. Precisely. There so are... he's, subverting, he's subverting both the male and the female gaze when it comes to media. So I really don't get these accusations by some um, uber-feminists that he's being ultra-sexist against women. I mean... Um, it, it started with like Metal Gear alone, where Metal Gear Solid, where you have two endings, and it depends on your perspective of whether your ending was good or bad. Like exactly, exactly. People so, people would consider the Meryl ending as the good ending because you end up with the girl. But in my case, I really I intentionally finished it with the Otakon ending because it's a happy ending for me. I know, I know exactly. It's 
it's you know it just depends on how you color your own perspective so for kojima is like i'm gonna do all the shit and i'm not gonna give i'm not gonna give a fuck on what you think about it so it's i don't know yeah but yeah back to back to the christmas gifts yeah <laughs> yeah give them metal gear raw and in an otakon raw and you're gonna have lots of real action hero fun yeah there, there's that um another thing is you can also just buy something that she likes in terms of fandom like right now the hot topics are free and free. attack on titan shingeki no kyojin it's like you show them you you show them your appreciation by giving them what well dakimakura dakimakura of levy i did you see that in tumblr yes you've seen those oh my god such courage walking around japan with a levy dakimakura with you take going out on a date it's just, oh my god i want to do it for gintoki <laughs> so bad and I'm just like I, I'm afraid when I go to Japan that's one of the things I'll, I'll immediately buy like if I find a Gintoki Dakimakura it's like it's officially mine and I'll oh, stop oh 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 you should go to the uh, Kotobukiya store in Akihabara they have you know how there's like an Evangelion store in Harajuku right yeah yeah but there's yeah. Also an Evangelion section in Kotobukiya Akihabara that has crap that the Harajuku store does not sell and one of them is a reversible kauru dakimakura. On what one do you side, mean by reversible. <laughs> Wait, I'm not done explaining. Shut it. <laughs> Hamster here is like she's leering. She's basically leering. The kauru dakimakura is reversible. One side has him fully clothed and awake. The other side, if you swap it around, it's him half naked and asleep. Oh shit. <laughs> Oh, I thought it was, you know, I, I thought when he said reversible, it's like Riba Kauru. So on one yeah, end, he's I look- exactly what you meant. And I'm like, mm, no, but if they wonder, it's probably going to sell out, you know. <laughs> now, that's nice. I mean, if you want to be decent, you're going to, you know, make the, you know, switch him to the fully clothed Kauru when you're going out on a date. And then at night, you just switch back to, you know, nasty naked Kauru. That sounds that sounds nice. <laughs> I'd get that. I'd hit that. And the funny thing with the stocks uh, at the Akihabara Kotobukiya store was that the Dakimakuros only came in two models, Kauru and Kaji. There is no Shinji because apparently everybody is Shinji and they all want Kauru. All the girls are Shinji and everybody wants Kauru. There's this manga that I read, um, Fujoshi Rumi, and then there's this part where I think the the guy was trying to be affectionate to the girl, and the girl couldn't understand affection in terms of you know between a straight guy and a girl like her. So for her to understand it, she had to ask, "Are you the Shinji? Uh, are you the Kaoru to my Shinji?" <laughs> And I'm like, it made, it made perfect sense to me, and 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 like, the girl made sense, but the guy's reaction was like, huh? 
you know, he has no hey, idea what she's talking about. Legitimate question, man. Mm-hmm. It, per- but, it puts the relationship in perfect context. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the, but but that's the thing. It depends on which Kaoru version also you're talking about. I mean, yeah, we all know which Kaoru is, but I just saw the second movie of Eva. Oh uh, no, sorry, the third movie, Eva Eva Q. Here in Sydney, and yeah. oh my God, the Kauru there is entirely different than TV Kauru, and even to a degree manga Kauru. It's like this Kauru gave a fuck. He's like he, he genuinely was wanted to be like Shinji's friend, and you kind of don't want shit to happen to him, but you know it's gonna happen anyway. And it's like, cause it's fucking yaoi in in Japan's mind, and nothing good happens in yaoi anyway. Whatever. So it was really like horrible. And actually, I cried the first time. And <laughs> during the first Evangelion in TV on TV, um, when it was still shown in Channel Two. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Terrible yeah, I cried when um, I cried when Kaori died. I guess it's no mystery that he dies anyway. Um, but it's so weird watching it in the in a in an actual theater because Kaoru is so big. <laughs> he feels more real. So I actually I actually and I think I called Megumi. I called one of my friends because I was so upset. Because I was crying in the theater, like I'm there to kill Kaoru. Like it was so big, and I could see his tears, and he didn't want to die, but he was so happy to die for Shinji. Oh my god, <laughs> so crazy! But yeah, oh my god, suddenly talking about ships. Anyway, yeah, that would be a great gift. Yeah, Daki Bakura would work. A levy, anything le- related to levy. You know, I think if a guy gave a girl a white handkerchief. A frilly apron and a duster. <laughs> and she told could... her to clean the house. She would be so thrilled. No, 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 she wouldn't clean the house. But it's probably like he, pack, you know, the guy would pack it and put it in his Christmas wrap, and he goes like, "Here's the start of your Levy cosplay." And she'd be so flipping happy. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, I got my own duster. I got my own frilly apron, and I got my. Banana, and I'm like, I'm totally HO right now. Yeah. And, uh, that would be amazing. Like, the, you know how popular the um, Levy figure, the cleaning figure particularly? Yeah, yeah I've was... seen the prototypes. They're, they're pretty cute. They're, they're pretty cute. And they're pretty awesome because, like, everybody's after the, oh, it's got to be cool HO mode. But then they cut the... The very first figure they come out, I think it's a good smile figure. Was yeah, it's the a cleaning HO mode. Yeah, it's a cleaning HO mode. No, no, there was a bigger one. Uh, it wasn't by Good Smile, but it was a, by another company. And the cleaning HO sold out more and faster compared to the regular HO modes. Like, nobody gives a damn about it. I mean, we love cool HO, but we love cleaning HO more because it's so moe. Like, Right, whatever. Thank God it's not my fandom that I don't have to cry just because I didn't get that figure. And so on. But yeah, that's another one. If you really are determined, then you buy a Heisha figure. 
Um, you gotta some- watch out. You gotta watch out because I've already seen reports um, that the Attack on Titan Nendroids, which aren't even out yet, are already being sold as um, bootlegs in uh, um, in stores in China and I think also here in the, in Manila in uh, Divisoria, which is like the seriously. Market. Oh my god. Yeah, that is crazy. the ones aren't even out yet, and now there are bootlegs, and we were like, the fuck's going on? So, <laughs> it's really that popular that, um, you know, bootleggers are desperate enough to come out with fakes even before the originals come out, and in an attempt to co- get a corner in the market. Wow, wow, that's amazing. Um, and of course, along with Attack on Titan, you can get them whatever, you can get them Eren, Jean, oh, you can get them a horse mask. And they kind of get it because it's Jean. Um, what else? You can get like the you can get like the um, colossal Titan mask. Yeah, the colossal. No, unless they're a, they're a big shipper of. Um, who, Titan X Titan. Um, um, God. Berthold and. Um, and Jesus um, Christ. Well, this is what happens when you get two girls who are not into that fandom talk about the fandom that's not Sorry. Nice Okay, but anyway, you guys know who that is. So the Colossal Titan and the Armored the Titan. Armored Titan, yeah. They're 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 a ship also. You can just get them that. But I mean, do you know these horse masks? Have you heard of them? Um a lot of gene related joke, but I haven't actually seen the joke, so I don't know, I can't relate. Oh no, the gene the, the joke is that um Eren I think called Jean a horse face somewhere in the manga. So uh, so since then everybody has been <laughs> sympathizing with Jean. And I think there was a cosplayer who wore a horse head and saying he's doing a Jean cosplay. And you can buy these you can buy this horse head. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll probably put the links down. Um, you can buy this magical horse head in Amazon. And if you can buy a local version, all the better. But yeah, that's that, those are some Shingeki no Kyojin stuff that you can give to your Fujoshi friends. And lastly, that's, there's free, which I so love. Um, free is, uh, as you know, is that swimming anime and and, and it doesn't feelings, I mean, it, emotions, feelings, and emotions in a swimming anime. It's all about friendship. Um, yeah, free. Um, there are interesting goods that are being sold for free. Um, you can get them in the donut swim tub thingy, or um, a, a, one of the popular ones is actually the one coin figures or the small coin figures that are coming out soon. Most of these are future stuff, but I'm quite sure that if you go around Manila, there's probably already one or two coin slot machines that will have a free merchandise in it. So watch out for those. Oh, but there's lots of Gintama. It's also a good bet, also a good bet to go to amiami.com and uh, purchase the Either the blind box or the gashapon. Uh, yeah, and then just give them away to all your friends if you're being generous. Yeah, so you can get you can purchase them in one go and then just you know pull them apart and give them individually to your friends, or you can just give the whole lot to one person and they will love you forever. Yeah, they will love. I mean, you you probably 
I mean, if you guys gave that to me, I'm, I'm basically what I'm telling here, except for the Shingeki no Kyojin ones, whatever I'm telling you, you can give it to me for Christmas. <laughs> just kidding. Um, if you need my address, just PM me and, um, and so on and so forth. But if I think, I think buying them a figure in AmiAmi is already pushing it. There is uh, a way for them or a gift that you can give them. It's quite a lot easier than that. And it's kind of like a what? A delayed gratification kind of gift because you're going to give them the gift this Christmas, but they can't use it until it's May. What? I wonder what that gift is. Oh, 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 oh. That's a good one. That's a good one. I think mm. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and and what I'm talking about is actually it's an awesome thing that's coming in May. Um, and one of the organizers is actually Roch. That's why she's in this with Georgia. Uh, yes, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> yeah, and so um, yeah, Much and we're talking awesome. about wow. Yeah, and we're actually talking about um the upcoming the second um blush con. In Manila this May 3, 2014. So, Raj, why, why, why are you doing another Yoi con? Haven't you had enough Yoi? Seriously. Okay, because um, the funny thing about putting up a con is right after the con, you're gonna like, I hate this. I swear, I'm never gonna do it again. And then a couple of months down the road, you completely forgot you said that you said you. Completely forget that you said that, and you're organizing the next one again. Because mm-hmm. it's just really a lot of fun. I mean, not just for yourself, but for other fans. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a small community when you think about it, compared to the general uh, anime, manga, gaming, cosplay community. And it's so hard to find a place where you can just get together and let loose. So we thought that, well, if other people can't do it for us, then we'll just do it ourselves. So that's how the original blush came about, and a um, couple of uh, months, actually a year and a half down the road, we decided to hold another one. So this one's going to be in um, 3rd May 2014. Um, it's going to be at the Ikeda Hall in Ubidiliman, which is in Quezon City. Uh, we'd like to invite everyone, um, BL fans, friends of BL fans, yes. boyfriends of BL fans, to come join us at the con. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to be having um, lectures and talks we're, uh, on on BL and fandom and shipping. We're going to be having a market where uh, local and international doujinshi artists are going to be coming in and selling their wares. Uh, there's also going to be our signature uh, Butler Cafe, which is uh, Cafe La Vie and Rose. So we're going to have um, special butlers dressing up as mm, free characters. So if you're big fan and you should come join us and um yes yeah, so tickets are pretty um pretty affordable uh there are two options you can get one at uh, 250 pesos which is about eh what five bucks us and then there's going to be another one at 400 pesos which is about eight eight ten dollars us so that 400 peso option comes with um, a tea set at uh, Cafe La Vie and Rose. So you can come meet, uh, meet our uh, super cute and really fun and attentive butlers. So yeah, put away some money. Pay for your tickets in December or buy tickets for your friends in December. And you can all have fun together when May comes around. Yeah, it's like 
it's it's kind of fun that you have a ticket and then you have a delayed gratification sometime in May. It's like twice the fun, sort of. Um, yeah, because looking forward to the con is part of the fun. Yeah, and it it's the con is all has always. I mean, stressful as it is and organizing, it's still fun at the end of the day. Um, mm. You already said like I had like questions, Raj, and now I'm oh, like, <laughs> just kidding. No, 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 no. Bye. Yeah, let's do the questions too. No, never mind. It's okay. <laughs> um, but one thing I find um, interesting is how what can people expect, for example, in the Butler Cafe. Oh, um, okay, so the Butler Cafe, when we designed that, it's actually incorporating um, some of our own experiences when we went to Butler Cafes in Japan. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so other than the butlers um, dressing up and being all nice looking for their madams, their, their mistresses, um, we also incorporated some of the food um, that's uh, in uh, Japan cafe culture, because you know, if you go to Japanese cafes, the sweets are all really nice and they're all tasty and they're not all that expensive because, I don't know, for some reason, cafes in Japan are really cheap and yeah, the foods are, are really good. Yeah. So we tried to incorporate that in our cafe as well. And we also borrowed a bit from maid culture. So Akiba Maido cafes, they have a lot of games and fun stuff that they do. Um, board games, card games, like silly, silly little games, like you know, junk and pawn, and we also incorporated that into the cafe, so that, you know the guests can get to interact with our butlers and not just stare and make goo goo eyes at them, which happens a lot. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> our butlers are kind of used to it, aren't they? Yeah, yes. they are, and sometimes they feel bad for the customers who just sit there quietly and make cow eyes at them because. But I want to talk to you. I want to get to know you. Why won't you talk to me? So sometimes the butlers are the ones who start the interaction. They're like, they would invite their mistresses to take part in games so they can get to break the ice a little. And then some some of our butlers actually go as far as have BL fan service. And they do this voluntarily. Like nobody forces them or anything. They just really are having a good time amongst themselves. So they want to ha- the the guests to have a good time too. So they, what was our favorite? Oh yeah, Rick was our favorite. He's always game. That's interesting. I mean, sorry. Uh, I mean, yeah, the Butler Cafe is one of the biggest attractions that we have for Blush Convention. Um, we, yeah, a lot of people have been enjoying that. In fact, um, I was telling a friend earlier that people. Sometimes even if we're no, we're, we're, we haven't held the con for such a while, it's the butlers who are even more enthusiastic about holding the butler cafe. <laughs> um, another interesting thing that we're pulling off with um, Blush Con is the Blush Anthology, which has been quite successful during its first round. And we'd like to call on um, artists, um, BL artists or just illustrators, um, comic writers um, to submit to our blush anthology. Um, the theme this year is secrets and confessions, and so um, yeah, we'd like to see what secrets you have in mind, and 
submit to our anthology. You can view everything about Blush through our website, blushcon.org. Tama ba? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's at blushcon.org. You can also register for the event and um, some guidelines. If you, Since we suggested that you can actually give the gift of blush to your friend, you can actually um, register your friend's name in your stead and then you pay for it if you want. Um, you can go to the website. You can send Roch um, email with our blush email asking how the hell will you pay and so on and so forth. She loves answering um, questions <laughs> for, in our FB messages, in our FB, in our blush website. So entertain her. Ask her all that you want to know about blush. Um, another interesting thing is we'd like to invite people who are interested to talk and prattle for 20, 30 minutes to one hour on whatever topic that they want relating to their ship, to their fandom, to um, BL and UI in general. Um, for example, if you want to discuss the dynamics of Ereri, um, Eren and um, Levi pairing, then you're welcome to do so for 20 minutes um, in, the, in Blush's fan panels. Yeah. Um, you're also welcome to talk about free, the dynamics of Rin and Makoto if that's your ship, or Makurin if that's your ship, or Harurin if that's your ship, like mine. Um, yeah, so there, what else do we have? The market. Um, we also have the library, right? Yeah, we have a library of over 100 titles, um, both in Japanese and in English, so... If you want to check out your future purchases, you can always drop by the library yeah. and uh, pick through our collection and see, ooh, I want this one, I want that one, I'm going to buy that for myself. Yeah, and um, we're trying to also bring in more manga that you can buy in Blush. So hopefully, if things go well, we'll see you there. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, we're all We also welcome cosplayers, so if you... And a friend would like to dress up as your favorite pairing. Uh, we're going to be giving out prizes to the best dressed couple. So, yes, there is a pairs cosplay competition. So, uh, drop by and uh, who knows, you and your friend can win something really fun. Awesome. Well, sometime. I remember there were a couple of years back where we held the pairs cosplay and what you call this? Some some pairs made out right in front of us. <laughs> We're not we're not discouraging you to make out. We'd love I think, I I mean, think it was actually a girl and her boyfriend. So it, it was, wasn't it was really It was a hot boring <laughs> kiss if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Cause I was you and I were at the stage at that time and we're like, we call on despair and then like here they are and then suddenly they're making out. And <laughs> And then the entire area was just screaming. Yeah, but that's fine. That's fine. Um, yeah, and hopefully, yeah, we want you guys to join in. And so, and this is not a marketing ploy. Just kidding. 
But yeah, I mean, I think as the year ends, it's it should be good that there should be something that you're looking forward to for next year. So um, Blush is one of them. And right after this, we'll also be um, interviewing Pirates from Room 801. And that and for that one, we're going to talk about the Australian. Wow. The Australian Yaoikon. And so, there. See you in a bit. Hi. Um, we're here right now with Pirates of Room 801. Now, one of the things that I found interesting when I arrived here in Australia was that they actually had a Yaoikon. And um, I was surprised because I wasn't expecting it. And I feel like um, I feel fortunate that Yaoikons follow me everywhere. Although in the case of the Philippines, I'm one of the organizers. In this case, at least I'm one of the attendees. And so I'm really happy that somewhere along the way, I actually met Pirates. And so, hi. Hello. Yeah. And you know what? This is amazing. I'm so happy that there's Room 801 here. Uh, so I want to ask, how did you guys come up with the event? I, I hear this is the first um, Yaoi convention here in Australia. Uh, that's actually not true. So okay. I, yeah, I can't take credit for that. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So there was like a Yaoi convention called Consensual that ran in 2000 and I think it was 2012 from memory. I can't remember <laughs> anymore. It might have been earlier. Um but it it was held in Melbourne by by another group, mm-hmm. and and that's actually where I met the other organizer, um, who's Lady Lucked Out, and um, yeah, that was kind of I guess that was sort of our starting point, really. That's that's sort of where we came up with like ideas for what we actually wanted to do, and you know, realized that we could probably run something. Mm. So was it something that was based more on interest or more than geography? Meaning, are am I going to expect a different Yaoikon in Melbourne as well and maybe someday in Perth in some way? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to see how we go in Sydney first. Um, okay. Yeah, it, like when, when we did our first um, surveys just to see what people were interested in and whether we should even bother at all. Um, we actually kind of narrowed it down to Melbourne, uh, Sydney or Canberra because the mm-hmm. other organiser is based in Melbourne. So, and having, you know, having the the show in the same place that you live in is very handy because you can actually talk to people and, and meet them and, yeah. you know, travel to, to, to see traders if you have to do that sort of stuff. Um Although yeah, I, I was proven wrong anyway when I went to Brisbane. <laughs> but, um, so there are fans there who are just not um, as vocal, perhaps online or something. Yeah, I guess um, a lot of fans aren't really vocal online in Australia. It's it's kind of strange. Um, having to find the community has been quite interesting, um, and and I think that was a challenge that Consensual had as well when they ran their event. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when I went up to Supernova Brisbane earlier this year, I had a lot of fans telling me, "Oh, you know, we don't really have any events here. Like, like they've only just got their second con after having one con for like ages, and and that's just and we're just talking regular pop culture cons." Um, but yeah, it's. 
like we I, I don't know if this can warrant um you know multiple shows around Australia but you know it would be really interesting if that happened and I know a lot of fans have said that too that would be interesting because you have um in my case with blush convention in Manila we have people who we didn't expect to fly in to Manila just to attend the Oikon. Do you have those kinds of um, participants or are you expecting some participants will be doing the same? Um, well, I'd, I'd say that I'm one of those types of participants. <laughs> <laughs> because even for Consensual, it was like, it was in Melbourne. Most of my friends were like, oh, I'm not going, it's in Melbourne. And I was yeah. like, ah, oh, screw it, I'm flying there and I'm staying at the hotel and you know, on the same day as a run or whatever, <laughs> it was like um, quite extreme measures to go there. But um, but yeah, I think we're going to actually have a few people coming from interstate um, to the convention. Um, we've got at least one friend from Perth who's coming over. Oh, that's um, sweet. And I can announce this because it's official now, but um, Aaron from Aaron Fantasy is coming. Oh, yay! Yay. <laughs> so, yeah, so she's um, um, actually posted a just a, like a, a thread on her forums. There's, there's one post about the convention, but now she's also posted asking for some help with donations to get, like, to pay for the table fee at our con. Because um, yeah. even with a discount, um, the table fees in Australia are much higher than they are in Malaysia. Um, yeah, and it's partly venue fees because yeah, we talked through everything, and and yeah, it's just a case of oh my god, we had to pay this much for the venue, mm-hmm. um, so this is how much we're charging for tables. But yeah, it's hopefully she um, reaches her donation goal. We have a plan, no matter what happens. But yeah, it would be great if she got a a full table. Yeah, that would be amazing. I mean, wow, that's that's like a total. Almost global event because while Aaron is based in Malaysia, Aaron Fantasy is one of the largest um, boys love yaoi communities ever. Oh, yeah, that's that's yeah. right. Yeah, and so it's we have basically the forum. <laughs> it's the forum. If you're not a member, <laughs> everyone will be suspicious. <laughs> um, well, not everyone. At least every other Fujoshi girl would be suspicious. Um, so, can you tell us more about? your event. So when is it going to be held? Where is it going to be held? And um, there. Yeah, sure. So the the actual convention runs on the 22nd and 23rd of February 2014. So that's a Saturday and Sunday. Um, there's actually a life drawing night on Friday, the 21st, for um, ticket, like premium ticket holders. So they get, that's like an extra sort of add-on <laughs> for anyone who's, who's getting a premium ticket. Yeah. Um, the event's being held in the Y Hotel, which is a very apt name, <laughs> um, <laughs> on Hyde Park in, in the Sydney CBD. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like right near Museum Station. We've got directions and everything on our website. Yeah. Um, the weekend stuff is going to run like nine to pretty much nine to five both days. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there's going to be a big Fujoshi swap meet on Saturday night. So <laughs> everyone can bring their used goods and, you know, dojinshi from series they don't like anymore. <laughs> <whatever>. <laughs> and then sell them off to some other fangirl who actually, you know, is into that series right now. Um, 
Yeah, that's like most of it. And I noticed also on your website you have guests, right? Yes. So these guests, um, can you tell us more about them? Yeah, um, I'll try and give you a quick rundown because there's quite yeah. a few of them now. <laughs> it's growing. Um, so the main, like our, our sort of main guest is um, Joseph Zakaras, who is like a, he's a, like a local comics artist, but he's also a, like he's like an animator, a, an art director, he's he's designed dolls, like he's done all sorts of things. He's incredibly talented. Um, and he's also so- a Yaoi fan? Um, yeah, like, I guess we kind of got him into it. <laughs> um, he'd always sort of been in the comic, like, we'd always both been in the comic scene because I'm an artist as well. Um, mm-hmm. And, and yeah, he is, like, he is queer, basically. But he'd sort of not really been sort of open about that in his art. Um, and then he met us and, and we just don't shut up, you know, <laughs> how it is. Um and so, you know, he actually started drawing, like, sort of more gay-themed art. And he's done really well out of it. Like, he's done um, official Mardi Gras art, uh, like, a few years running. Oh, that's sweet. Um, yeah, and he had, like, a... I don't know if you've heard of, like, an Australian um, gay magazine called Blue. Not yet. Oh, okay. I I still have copies of it, if you ever want to see. <laughs> but, um, okay, next time we meet, definitely I'll have a look. Yeah, yeah. Um, he... He actually had a special in one one issue of Blue, so it's just like, and it's like a really nice, like a like a really beautiful large format magazine as well. So mm-hmm. it was like all of his art through this entire issue, and it's all his queer art, and it's so nice. Wow. Um, but yeah, he's also more active online now, so he's he's posting a lot more art, and it's a lot more diverse, and and I think I I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I'm sure he feels like it's more honest. Yeah. <laughs> to who he is um but yeah he's just like super skilled so i think a lot of people are really going to appreciate like what he does um our other guests are we've got mary Bossolino, who is like a she's a fiction writer she also does a lot of pop culture analysis stuff um like the series that she's most known for is called wolf house and that's like a young adult um i guess her stuff gets um described as like indie indie punk mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah it's like lots of sort of really diverse cast like you know lots of different genders and sexualities and um yeah she's got some really really dedicated fans and she is total totally a fujoshi uh, <laughs> so so this is like her outing as well yeah, basically. <laughs> um, she's going to be cosplaying at the con, she has said. Oh, that's um, sweet. Yeah, she's going to be on uh, quite a few panels and stuff. Uh, she's, yeah. like, her Tumblr is, yeah, it's it's a fangirl Tumblr. Like, <laughs> you just know when you go to a guest Tumblr, like, what, what the deal is. And, yeah, she's definitely, definitely in the right crowd, basically. Mm-hmm. Um We've also got Scott Beatty, uh, Dr. Scott Beatty, I should say, mm-hmm. who's a um, – I only realized this last weekend, but I actually semi-knew him through the comic scene anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's – he's a censorship lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, so he specializes in, like, in censorship and intellectual property. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually met him at Consensual, so and he gave like a really really great talk there. Um, 
but yeah, he's really into the kind of legal issues surrounding, you know, I guess uh, contentious art. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, and yeah, he's not only speaking and being on panels and stuff, he's also going to be um, providing like one-on-one legal advice. Oh, wow. So yeah, if any artists or writers are going, oh my God, I don't know where this is going to get me. Um, (laughs) Yeah, he's actually willing to provide legal advice, which is like a really great opportunity and and it's free. Like he's just going to provide that to you. That is awesome. Yeah, so that's that's really exciting. Um, A lot of people have said, hey, that's just, you know, it's almost worth coming just for that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, he's got like, he's also, um, I don't want to out him. (laughs) (laughs) Someone, someone he knows very well is also okay. going to be talking about art. So yeah, that's um, so that's what he's doing. Um, okay. Who else have I got? We've got a couple of others. Um, oh, this one's really exciting. Um, Masahiko Takagi mm-hmm. is uh, who runs a site called Japanese Gay Art. Mm-hmm. Um, he is actually and like normally he's just like an art dealer and and an author and uh, curator. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's got a really specific interest in Barra, mm-hmm. like the genre. And so, and he actually knows the publishers of Barazoku. Wow. So, yeah. So he goes over and visits all the time and he knows all the artists and stuff. So he actually yeah, so represents, cool. yeah, he actually represents, um, Gengoro Tagame oh, in, in Australia. Yeah. So he's going to be selling originals, um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> See my wallet disappear in your car. Yeah, I think a few people are going to be saving up just for that because, yeah, he's got – he has originals and, um, you know, when we're talking to him, um, apparently, you know, there's stuff that's going you, – you look at the tag on Tumblr and it's going past and it's it's the stuff that he has but he's got those originals, you know. Wow, Everyone else is, is just reblogging. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, Can yeah, I just give and- you my bank account? <laughs> Yeah, it could be a bit unsafe. <laughs> I swear, I, I actually feel so annoyed because I was set to buy my tickets already this December. But yeah, yeah I was robbed by my dormitory and I'm like, God damn it. I don't want to pay for my dorm. I just want to go to the Huaycon. So I'm going to wait for my salary to come back and then I'll finally pay for it. It's like, damn it. Damn it, this con should get my cash <laughs> But wow, you're getting original goods from Bara artists, not just Gengoro Tagami, I assume. Yeah, so he represents a whole bunch of artists. So um, some of the other names that I recognized personally were like Hideki Ko and um, mm. Jiraiya. Mm. Yeah, so there's there's quite a few artists that he represents. Um, and it's not uh, like he, he does just sell Japanese art in general, but he also has this really specific site. <laughs> set up yeah. just to sell the Barra stuff. But yeah, that's that's super exciting. I think a lot of people are going to be blown away by that. And um, uh, Masahiko is also giving a presentation on Barra. So that's going to be like a 45-minute presentation from an expert, basically, because I can't think of anyone who would know more and Definitely. would be in a position to give a, <laughs> give a presentation like that. So, And I find yeah. it interesting how diverse... Um, your con is because usually uh like in the states yaoi con would would definitely look more into yaoi products like 
they would have DMG, DMP, and I think it's primarily due to access since mm-hmm. they have um, DMG and Sublime there. But wow, if this, if I mean, I'm hoping that Room 801 becomes successful, that we can actually invite big name artists here as well. Like maybe Gengoro Tagami would visit. <laughs> Well, okay. I don't want to. I don't want to start any rumors, but <laughs> if, uh, I, I have been told that if it goes well, that we can look at getting Japanese artists over. So that's sweet. That's yeah, sweet. and and um, Aaron's also got uh, like she's also coming over as a rep- representative of um, Otome's Way. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know about those guys, right? Yes, I do. Um, yeah. So I mean, that's probably something that they may be. They'll, they'll probably be paying attention to how well this goes so that they can sort of figure out whether to bring Japanese artists over because Jap- yeah. Japan is quite close to Australia <laughs> geographically. So, yeah, it's, it's just, what, $1,000 to come over? <laughs> it's better than the 3000 to fly to America. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, it's, you know, a lot of people are keeping an eye on it. So, and, and yeah, I think diversity was sort of the way we had to go with this. But I also, I really wanted to have a local aspect because I didn't just want it to be, oh, hey, we're like, we're Yaoi Con Oz or whatever. And we're just going to have exactly. Yeah, that's Yeah, great. exactly. Actually, I, I should mention one more guest. Um, her, her nickname is Level 4 Chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's sort of one of the really old school fans of Yaoi in Australia, like I, I met her a long time ago online. Um, we still haven't even met yet, <laughs> but um, you know we have tons of mutual friends. Uh, she's she's a really popular cosplayer up in Queensland, mm-hmm. um, and she does like a lot of video game cosplay, which is you know near and dear to my heart, really. <laughs> so um, she infamously got kicked out of an Australian convention for for showing. Um, Probably quite illegal content at a Yaoi panel thing. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, um, it you know I like the con may have had a point, but it wasn't dealt with very well. So there was pretty big controversy at the time. Um, but yeah, it's always sort of been a bit of a joke within within Australian fandom since then. Um, but yeah, she's gonna be she's like a fanfic author and a fan artist and a cosplayer. So you know we wanted to give sort of some exposure to someone who's actually really, really on the fan side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it'll be really interesting to hear what she has to say. Yeah, um, that, You know what? what? I keep remembering guests. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> we have time. Okay, i got one more. Um, there, we've also got, like, Luke Miller, who's, like, a game designer from Melbourne. Um, yeah. He's... He's released a point-and-click adventure game called My Ex-Boyfriend, the Space Tyrant. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, and the art is actually by, like, a really popular gay artist called um, Joe Phillips. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of him. I, ra- I ran into Joe Phillips' work quite a few years ago. Um, nice. And he's really, really popular in he's, the, like... He's Australian-based or...? Uh, no, he's American, actually. Okay. Yeah, um, but his art's sort of this really sort of, you know, attractive, cartoony sort of style, but, you know, hot guys <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, that game, that game is, like, really, like, really sort of fun, but it's also just really, it's really out, basically. Um, it is pretty campy. Um, 
But yeah, Luke's working on his next game, so he'll be talking to us a bit about that. So that should be pretty exciting as well. Wow. Wow. That's, yeah. that's, that's quite... That is literally all the guests. <laughs> that is amazing. And then you'll have panels in between. And of course, um, you'll have merchandisers maybe, or like people who are selling their fat, your, their art in the convention space and so on. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have, uh, we've got a few artists uh, confirmed already. So there'll be, um, you know, Yuri and Yowie Comics to to buy at the con. Um, wow. oh, so Aaron this is also be... a Yuri event. So yeah, there will it's be a Yuri. Yuri con as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, like Consensual was a Yowie and Yuri con. And, um, and when we started, we were like, we surveyed everyone to ask what they were interested in. And it was just overwhelmingly both. Everyone just wanted both. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a couple of people who were like, oh, I only want one. Um, yeah. But r- really, most responses we got, probably like 80, 80% said, I want it to be Yowie Annuary. Yeah. Which um, is really cool. It's it's really cool because we can't do the same in Manila. Because um, when we were doing a rundown of fans of Yaoi in Manila, we were like, would you consider reading Yuri or something like or something similar? And they were like, absolutely no. They're just, some are strong. Um, they mm. they say things like, I'm completely disgusted by it. Because it's, yeah. it's one of those related to PV perverts and so on and so forth. But yeah, yeah it's amazing how Australia is a little more forward and more accepting of it. So, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, well, I think, um, I mean, this is this is kind of anecdotal, but just in my experience, there are a lot of, like, because there's so many female fans, um, like, most female fans, like, in, in Australia at least, like, the ones that I've met and the ones that I know online and everything, like, um, their sexuality is quite fluid. So, you know, a lot of girls will identify as lesbian, you know, at any given time, but they're also still into Yaoi, and, you know, it's almost dishonest to sort of go, oh, I don't like Yuri, when, yeah. you know, <laughs> you actually are a girl <laughs> who loves girls, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, and, and yeah, it's like, you know, I've talked to a couple of fans, and they're just like, well, I'm pansexual, so I'm just into everything, and, you know, why would I leave anything out? So, yeah, I, I don't know if it's just sort of a, a difference in, in the actual fan base, yeah, that, that leads to that. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, there's also a mindset that comes with it. I think, in general, at least in my experience of Australians, they're a lot more liberal when it comes to se- to their sexuality, as opposed to people in the Philippines, where most most of them are prudes. <laughs> yeah. Not saying all of them are, but <laughs> being a Catholic country, you know, there's there's a lot of taboos and and you know, girls. Surprisingly, a lot of the girls that um, come to blush, some of them would come underage, and when it's when it's underage, we require that they have a legal guardian with them, mm. and they usually bring their parents, seriously, yeah. Yeah. and or relatives, you know, who are aware of the <laughs> genre and you know are accepting of it, and some are nice, and mm. interestingly, they all come from Catholic schools yeah like well i went to a catholic school so i can't yeah (laughs) (laughs) so it's it's quite surprising we're all amazed and then we just kind of realized well hey you know we i it's i suppose this is 
what sexual repression of some sort but <laughs> and you know we're, we're just you know exhibiting it out but one of the things that fascinates me is you're talking about um censorship and you know things like a girl being kicked out of a convention because of displaying uh consensuous uh images or you know um so how are you guys going to deal with this with room 801 how are you guys um do you have any measures like what if suddenly somebody sees this and then assets to be shut down immediately okay so the only thing that could really get us shut down is is shorter mm-hmm. so you cuz yeah australian um child porn laws are quite um what's the word they're quite strict and they're yeah. very far reaching and they cover many things including stuff like written fiction so it's that's already something that is just it's in the code of conduct you can't sell it um you know there there may be discussions around it but there are definitely no images to be shown um you know that's that is all covered for sure um the actual um kind of rating on material part that is covered by the fact that it's an over 18s only event so yeah. we yeah like i was actually really surprised when you told me that blushcon let underage fans in cuz I, I we were just like no there's just no way yeah. um and consensual is the same deal as well um they they were also an over 18s con but the yeah. thing is that yeah there are rules around um showing like r rated material so if you have if you have r rated material of any any type and there are under ages in the area the r like the r eighteen material has to be in like a sealed area with really clear signage saying this is an r eighteen area only kind of thing mm-hmm. um you know this this area contains prohibited material <laughs> sort of like that it's almost that extent um so it is just easier to just say, look over eighteens only mm-hmm. and rather you know, than problematizing check- about people's ages and so on and so forth. Yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah. um, I saw like uh, PAX Australia had to do a little bit of that this year because they had, you know, they had games that were rated MA and um, mm. R and they were being previewed. So, you know, Saints Row 4 was being shown off in a giant box <laughs> and, and people had to get wristbands and it's all just, you know, and there was an entire building where you couldn't get in if you were under 15 unless you had a guardian with you. So they had to wristband everyone for that. Um yeah, exactly. So it's just it's a bit of a nightmare, like, and yeah. and it's not a very big venue anyway. So it's really just a case of we're going to check, we are going to check ID at the door. <laughs> we have had people ask, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's on the actual date of the convention is when the eighteen part counts. So if as long as you're eighteen by the time you have to go to the convention, then it's fine. <laughs> We've also had the same thing with our convention wherein there were girls who didn't have anybody who can be their guardian. So we strictly say no. And then there's this girl who's like, if I buy the ticket now and I'm just 17, but by the time it's May, I'm 18, can I purchase the ticket? 
Okay, sure. Yeah, That's we got the same question. It's a it's a common question. I think I it's mean, a common like, question. Yeah. It's 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 interesting, really, um, how fans are. It, there was a time that we we were we were thinking, well, you know, maybe sixteen would be a better age, but we just can't. We mm. we've had we've held a yaoi, a small yaoi con, um, wherein our legal age was sixteen, and it was just crazy because you know you have high school girls screaming and oh god <laughs> and and i mean i'm i'm already yeah <laughs> I, I mean i love their energy but you know there's there's some sense of we have to be discreet about things yeah. in a yoiko well, yeah and and it's also respect for the um some of it is also about respecting the guests and like respecting the material and not not like not fetishizing um you know just not fetishizing queer or trans people because i think that's kind of a big deal yeah um and and you know i've had like queer friends kind of say you know sometimes i feel a bit uncomfortable about you know i think i have the feeling that my sexuality is a fetish for somebody else yeah um and like, I know I don't see it that way, but, you know, I can't vouch for everyone and, you know, someone else is bound to see it that way. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the, you know, the least we can do is just kind of try and educate, <laughs> I guess. Um, just try and build, like, a nice atmosphere for everybody, which is what we're really – we're really big on that um, at this con because, uh, you know, one of the things that made us a little uncomfortable at Consensual was there were there were a few occasions where it was just – Things were being pushed on people um, that they didn't really enjoy, um, mm-hmm. and and there were just some really, just some really weird scenes that, you know, I, I can say that these things happened because you know they're in a freaking anime news network right up. But, oh god. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it's yeah, we're just we're trying to make it inclusive. We want people to feel happy and safe you know, with these other people who understand what they're into, basically. So, yeah, it's that's part of the 18-plus thing. Um, I think we do have a question on our FAQ, which is like, but I'm really mature, I'm going to come anyway. It's like, well, it's, you know, it's a legal thing as well. <laughs> we just have to stick to 18 because it's just the safest thing. Because, yeah, we thought about um, 16 as well because that's actually the age of con- consent in Australia. Yeah. Um, but... You know, if the if the ratings, like, you know, if the film ratings don't even match up with that, it's just safer to err on the side of the film ratings mm-hmm. <laughs> because, yeah, it's like that's the one thing that they could pretty much call us on, like anyone could call us on and just say, oh, you know, what you're doing is illegal. Um, but, yeah, and it also means that we can serve alcohol, which is handy. Awesome! <laughs> that's one thing that we don't, yeah. I, I should yeah. suggest that to 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 the committee <laughs> later. Um, well, we're cause... going to. Well, we're thinking if we do, if we get enough ticket sales, um, we're going to try and cater cater at the swap meet. So there'll be alcohol at the swap meet. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually thinking of booking the night there because I mean it's it's a long journey back, and I'd rather stay there and have fun with everyone for yeah. the night. And that'll be fun. That'll be fun. I'm quite excited. I can't wait for February, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a budget hotel, so um 
the like we've posted room rates for some of the bigger rooms on the con website mm-hmm. um but the actual the actual hotel is also a backpacker hotel so they have backpacker beds if you want something cheapish um but there's also a few places nearby yeah that is yeah. awesome thank you so much piritas for sharing with us your awesome convention and i can't wait to be there Yeah, that's um, okay. I should probably plug the website, hey. <laughs> yeah, yes, please go do your blurb. <laughs> yep. Um okay, so the website is www.room801.com.au. Um we've also got a Twitter and a Tumblr and a Facebook, so they're all linked from the website as well. That's awesome. So if you guys are in Australia or somewhere near the continent, whatever, please come to the Room801 <laughs> event. and it sounds fun i'm just i'm going to save up a lot on that barra stuff because i don't i rarely actually buy barra stuff because i don't know where to buy them mm. more like i kind of know where which part of the internet but i'm not sure if that part of the internet is safe you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like a little bit i've got i've got some barra <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm going to stack up on my bara manga and bara stuff and goods on Roommate One. So thank you very much for talking about Roommate One with us. That's and okay. That's fine. Thank you. Okay. Um. So thank you to Pirates from Room Eight Hundred One and Roch from MagneticRose.net and BlushCon for spending some time and talking about their conventions here at the Fujojo Cast. Now. Um, it's the end of the year, and I'm quite happy um, to have done this for quite a number of times. I was just thinking of just doing this every MMF, but I'm having so much fun doing podcasts, and so I think I'm gonna make it into a regular thing. Um, I'll try to update as much podcast as I can and talk about not just um, Fujoshi related stuff, but also um, about. manga that I've been reading and so on and so forth. So hopefully next year it will be a lot more diverse in terms of topics. And perhaps the only thing that makes it Fujoshi is the fact that I'm the one hosting it and so on and so forth. And since I'm planning to make this into a regular thing, um, I'm happy to announce that we already have a iTunes podcast link. Yay! I can't believe they approved it! Considering I just mentioned Manko earlier and again, but yeah, um, we're also in iTunes now. So if you want to listen in on the podcast, you can subscribe to us in iTunes. I've got the link below, and uh, there. So thank you so much for listening and reading through all the Blue throughout the years. And this is Kristen signing out. Two braided whips and a stalker staring at me. On the third day of Yowie, my true love gave to me Three butt plugs, two braided whips, and a stalker staring at me On the fourth day of Yowie, my true love gave to me Four naked boys, three butt plugs, two braided whips, and a stalker staring at me On the fifth day of Yowie, my true love gave to me Five heaving thrusts Naked boys, three butt plugs, two braided whips, and a stalker.